Curtin Cade Mornings, not just on the radio. It's a podcast, too. Every Friday in the 7 o'clock hour, a good friend of ours, Pastor Jay Dennis from City Central Church in Lakeland, is answering your questions. Basically, it's a Ask the Pastor segment. And it's been a while since we featured him here on the podcast, and uh, it was kind of interesting. Yeah. Uh, he was from the great him. beyond. <laughs> we connected with him. <laughs> Um, I, I just, you know, I, I see that on my screen, oh, Jay Dennis is with us from his home studio, and I have a, a volume control. It's called a pot in radio. It's, uh, it's a pot. It's basically the volume. And so I potted it up, and we were talking right out of the gate. Hey, Jay, how you doing? And he answers, and it sounds like he's in a cave or in a... <laughs> You know, a, a castle or Carnegie Hall or something like that, and it shocked me. I, I was like, I was taken aback by this whole thing, and it turns out he was in his living room. Yes, he does live in a castle, evidently, <laughs> but we had some great calls uh, as well. So, uh, Pastor Jay, uh, he is featured in this episode of the Kurt and Kate Mornings Podcast. Kate, do you give it your seal of approval? Two thumbs up. Speaking of Jay, his name just popped up on the screen here. That means he's joining us from his home studio. Hey, Jay, good morning. How you doing? Good morning. I'm doing great, and I have missed you all. You have been on the road. We have yes. been on the road, and it sounds like you're in a castle right now. Where yeah, are you at? I, it, it's interesting. Normally, I'm in my home office, but today I'm in the living area, so uh, I think it probably produces a bit of a different sound. Yeah, like you and 50,000 of your best friends. This is hilarious. <laughs> this is like, I mean, seriously, yeah. it sounds like you're at Carnegie Hall or something. You must have a big living room. <laughs> well, it, it's sizable. <laughs> <laughs> oh right. Um, do we want to keep you in the living room, Kate? What do you think? Do you do you like uh, this? This is something that I didn't expect. It does sound like maybe a voice from beyond <laughs> is telling us. Yeah, you know, it might have a little added authority to it. I don't know. Oh wow. <gasps> Jay's all for I that. I need to set this up in my church and preach <laughs> through this. Then. <laughs> I wonder if it, yeah, people should text in, tell us what to do if you hear it fine. Yeah. Okay. You know, yeah. Okay. You, 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 what does it sound like in the car? Yeah. You know? Okay. So yeah, we we need your help, guys. You can hear uh, the way Jay sounds right now. Uh, should we leave him in the living room, or should we put him in another <laughs> room, maybe a closet, a broom closet, um, for the sound here? Um, text us now. What do we do with Jay? The consensus, consensus. is leave him uh, where he is. He sounds like a voice from heaven. Somebody else said leave Jay alone. He sounds like he's in a cave or a giant empty auditorium, but we can hear him just fine. Jay sounds fine. I can hear him clearly, but yes, he sounds like he's in a tunnel. Uh, there is a little echo, but not enough to make him move. Keep him in the living room. <laughs> Jay sounds fun. It, it'll be hard to take his responses seriously. Uh, leave Pastor Jay alone. They, we're not trying to pick on you. Leave no, him I'm where just, we're he just is. Surprised. Somebody said the living room, and I think he sounds great. Jill says uh, almost like the Wizard of Oz, as he has said with the high authority sound. Keep him where he is, uh, making a difference today. Uh, Look and, at all uh, these texts here. People are passionate <laughs> about this. Who he knew? sounds just fine. Leave him in the living room. Sounds cool and audible. He's fine wherever uh, he is. Keep him there. Uh, there are a couple <laughs> of other suggestions. Most of them are like that. One of them is maybe the kitchen. And the other one says, 
attic. I don't know if what? they think you are in an attic or we should send you to an attic, but it just says attic. So, um, oh, but so the, the majority say, you're fine. All right. So you can stay where they you are. They can hear you fine. Yeah. That's a relief. <laughs> uh, your message at the church last Sunday, the forgotten word in modern preaching, why the R word is ignored. Here's the scripture reference. Entitled. The forgotten word in modern preaching. Why the R word is ignored. 2 Corinthians 7, 8 through 11. Would you please stand and honor the reading of God's infallible word? For though I cause you sorrow by my letter, I do not regret it, though I did regret it, for I see that that letter caused you sorrow, though only for a while. I now rejoice not that you were made sorrowful, but that you were made sorrowful to the, to the point of repentance. For you were made sorrowful according to the will of God, so that you might not suffer loss in anything through us. For the sorrow that is according to the will of God produces a repentance without regret, leading to salvation, but the sorrow of the world produces death. For behold, what earnestness this very thing, this godly sorrow, has produced in you, what vindication of yourselves, what indignation, what fear, what longing, what zeal, what avenging of wrong, and everything you demonstrated yourselves to be innocent in the matter. The forgotten word in modern preaching. God bless you. You may be seated. Okay, everybody be seated. Yeah. Okay, let's talk about this. Uh, Jay, this is uh, something that was lighting my fire yet again. You're bringing the heat. I'm serious. We don't talk about repentance uh, nearly enough, do we? We don't, and it's a great concern because Jesus said, unless you repent, you will likewise perish. And I think a lot of people have the idea that repentance is being sorry you got caught. You know, I, I'm sorry I got found out about this, but no, repentance is you have a godly sorrow that you've broken the heart of God and that you are committed, once you confess this and repent of it, you are committed to not going back there again. And in my heart and mind, it's just I don't think we hear enough about that R word, repentance. Yeah. Yes. You know, and that changes everything. It, it really does. And, and some people are like, okay, well, um, here's, let's just use one example. Um, those who um, talk about uh, homosexuality, let's just, let's just embrace that for the moment, because obvi- obviously this is a challenge. There's a big difference between the person who says, I agree with God that homosexuality is a sin. It's very clear in his word. I agree with the Lord. This is my weakness. Lord, have mercy on me, a sinner. I repent. I receive you, Jesus, as my Lord and Savior. I believe that you can help me with this, and you can walk with me through this, and you can grant me forgiveness as I I battle this. I am not alone in this. That person is very different than the person who says, God made me this way. It's okay. There's not a problem and, and with any of this, because what is missing here is repentance. And we as believers, whatever the sin is, you know, am I really a follower of Jesus? Well, what do you believe about the gospel when you sin? Do you believe that you're forgiven by the blood of Jesus? Do you repent uh, of your sins? Are you ever mindful that you fall short and and yet God's grace catches you when you fall? Or are you defending what you're doing or avoiding God? Repentance 
we should be good repenters, each and every one of us. Yeah. Right. You think about David. David was a great sinner, but he was also a great repenter. And whenever you repent, there is always change. Uh, that is without question. When you repent, there's been a change of mind that leads to a change of direction. Hmm. All right, repentance, good that stuff. Means to turn. Yes, to turn, and uh, yes. so you are going in a different in a different direction. direction. Yeah, and you change your mind. I agree with God. This is a sin. I no longer am justifying it, and um, and all of that. You guys have to check out the whole message. We should make that uh, producer Mark. Can you put a link to the latest message uh, yes, up there absolutely. on our Facebook page? All right, um, let's go ahead and go to the phones now. Uh, let's go to Tom. And Tom, you're line one. Hey, Tom, how are you? I'm fine. I'm fine. Thank you. Great. What's your question for Jay? I'm saying if God is fair, my question is, you know, when babies die, they go right to heaven. I have nothing wrong with that. I, I agree 100%. But why? who chooses, who's the babies that die first and go to heaven? Why do I have to live a life here and make a choice between heaven and hell? If I was a baby and I died, I wouldn't have to worry about it. I'd go right to heaven. We have people like Hitler. If they would have died as babies, they would have been in heaven. Now, they, you know, they could be somewhere else. So how does God determine who goes to heaven, you know, and, and who has to live out this life and make their own choice? Right, Tom. Well, you know, it comes back to this one statement, God is sovereign. And we don't always understand exactly why he does what he does, but he is God and we know that everything he does is good and, uh, and it is right. Even though I may not understand it or I may not... Uh, can, can see exactly why uh, we know that it is good if it comes from God. Hmm. Tom, thank you very much for your question. Blessings to you today. Thank you for taking some time to listen to this episode of the Curtain Cape Mornings podcast. We always welcome a review with your thoughts and comments, and please feel free to subscribe and follow us as well. Let's go to the phones and Roberto. Hey, Roberto, how are you? I am doing well, thank you, um, sir and Kate. My first question, if I could, um, if it's okay with, with getting courage for a second question. My first question is this. Um, a couple of weeks, maybe three or four, there was a gentleman from the Middle East. He's a well-known scholar. He appears on Janet Parshall's uh, show, and he was explaining uh, the turmoil that... Um, the whole war is going on, and he uh, connect Iran, and he was stating that Iran loves Israel and loves uh, the Jewish people. And I don't want to sound too judgmental, but I have some doubt that that would be the case. But for God, nothing is impossible. My question to you, Pastor Jay, is what is your thought about that? And the second, right. if, if you can, is, uh, is it is hard for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of heaven. Uh, it is easy for a camel to pass through the, uh, through the, whole, the needle. Uh, I heard on, a, on your YouTube video that the, uh, the city of Israel had, uh, it had like three or four doors. And one of those doors, it was very low. So, and that lower door they used to call him needle so the camel in order to enter through that door it has to uh bob down and all crawl and crawling in through and going through that door what 
Yeah, yeah. Roberto, you know, I've heard that too. So, Jay, let's tackle this one at a time. Iran and Israel, and then we'll get to uh, the camel and the needle. Right. First of all, on the issue of, uh, of Iran, uh, we know that they absolutely hate Israel. Uh, the leadership, let me say this, the leadership of Iran, uh, they, call, they call Israel the little Satan and they call America the big Satan. So there is a great hatred uh, toward Israel uh, of, uh, of the Iranian leadership. So we know that for certain because they're always attempting to destroy them. We're seeing that in the news right now uh, that their proxies are... Uh, firing missiles and rockets into Israel. So we know that. And then also on the rich man, that is a great analogy. And think about it this way, Roberto, uh, for a camel to have to uh, bow down, you think about a rich man would have to submit his riches and have to put Jesus first before his riches. And that's why Jesus was saying that's a very difficult thing. It's either you give your life or your money. And and you think about that, uh, that there are many people who want to embrace their money and don't want to embrace Jesus Christ because you can't serve both. Yes, can't serve God and mammon is the old phrase, uh, which is really talking about, or the old word is talking about wealth in general, but uh, money yes. is a huge part of that. Thanks, Roberto. Always insightful questions. Let's go yes. to a texted question next. Okay. And we have, uh, what is the best way to explain Jesus to a seven-year-old? Right. You know, uh, what I would do is stick with the very basic things, and I would go through uh, the fact that he was virgin born. Now, that's a little bit uh, difficult to explain to a seven-year-old, but I think you plant that seed, and you talk about his perfect life, and you talk about him going to the cross and dying on the cross and why he died on the cross and uh, his resurrection. And if you will take these very basic things and share them with the child, they may not fully understand it, but you're planting the seed for future harvest. So I would encourage stick with the very basics about Jesus Christ and underscore the fact that he loves us so very much. All right, let's do another text of question. They're coming in like mad. Uh, What does the Bible say on who can perform a baptism? I have heard of a believing friend baptizing someone that they introduced to the Lord, also of parents uh, whose child become believers. Thoughts? Can you baptize your own kids? Right, that's a great question. So I would say that if the church grants authority, for instance, in our church, uh, I have had some dads who would come into the baptistry with me and help me to baptize their son or their daughter. So I would say if the leadership of the church, the pastor or pastors of the church, give that authority, that's what we're looking for, as long as it's under the authority uh, of that church and of that pastor. Jay, are you working on writing a book at this moment? I am. In fact, I just finished one called The Emmanuel Factor. It's 31 days about the name Emmanuel. And then I'm working on one called Hinges, How Obedience Changes Everything. It hit me one day that everything that God does, it's hinged on the issue of obedience on our part. 
as far as him working in our lives. So I'm excited about, uh, about these books. You know what, that hinge thing? First of all, I've been unhinged before, right, Kate? <laughs> yes, <laughs> me too. Let's, let's get past that. But oh, yes. what hangs in the balance? We have no idea what hangs in the balance when we obey God. We don't know what's going to happen in the future because we obeyed today. I love exactly. that. Mm-hmm. You know, Kurt and Kate, I was thinking that what gave me the motivation for this book was I thought, what if we had not started City Central Church? And the thought hit me that everything we're seeing God doing and many people coming to Christ as a result happened because there were people who said yes. There were people who obeyed God. You know, you you mentioned something in one of your sermons. uh, It wasn't this past Sunday, but it was a couple of weeks ago. You you were so excited. You got up, uh, you know, to speak, to give the message. And you said something to the effect of, I have never been more excited to be preaching, uh, you know, to be in ministry. I've never been more excited about ministry than I am right now. And this is coming from a guy who's written a number of books. You've had a lot of ministry adventures. And and didn't... Wasn't really thrilled about doing this. Yeah, and it no. was, I mean, and you were pastoring the no. church at the mall and everything, which was a, a, a mega church and all of that. Yeah. And so I'm thinking, wow, you've done so much and you're, you're more excited than you've ever been. How can that be? You, you know, Kurt, thank you for, for sharing that because I truly, and I think this every day, I have never been happier. I'm 64 years old. I've been in ministry for 43, almost 44 years, but this is the happiest I've ever been because there's never been a more exciting time to be a Christian and to be in ministry than right now. I know there's a lot of negative out there, but just hang on to the promises of God because this is the most exciting time ever to know Jesus Christ. So you want to hang out with people like Jay. Absolutely. <laughs> that's why he's with us, because you're better for uh, for hanging out with him. Thank so you. that's great. All right. Um, let's get to another text and question. We have time for one more. Okay. My sister Mireya was raised Catholic like me, and now she wants to be a Seventh-day Adventist. Is she in a cult? Well, there are some people who do consider that a cult because there are some teachings that would, would indicate so. I would just say that is a danger zone. And uh, we'll look at it that way, that it is, uh, there's some concerning theological issues with the Seventh-day Adventists. Could you maybe give us an example? You know, I think one that comes just very quickly is, uh, is worshiping on Saturday, the Sabbath. So you, you've got the whole idea about we worship on the Lord's Day because we're celebrating the resurrection of Jesus. So that would just be one practical issue uh, that, that I would see that theologically there's, there's an issue there. All right. Well, uh, among others. Mm, yeah. Yes, among others. All right. Do you have another one? <laughs> just, <laughs> just one more that comes to mind, top of mind? Yeah, I, I, I think, too, it's a more works oriented uh, theology that you work for your salvation, uh, that you earn it as opposed to the grace of God. Got it. All right, Jay, thanks for being with us, and uh, next time you're, you're going to be with us, which, of course, next week is uh, Thanksgiving, so happy Thanksgiving yes. to you and your family. 
Um, thank you, and same to you all. Can can we do this every week where you sound like this, uh, like you're in this cave or cavern? <laughs> Anything for Kurt and Kate. Uh, Anything. <laughs> no, Jay, 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 Jay. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I love it. Y'all are the best. You really you are. are. Thanks for listening to Kurt and Kate Morning's podcast. Please take a minute to follow, subscribe, and review us. And no matter where in the world you are, you can listen to us live from 6 to 9 a.m. weekdays on the Moody Radio app.